they see me now. They hate when I'm around. Gotta get this cash right now. I can't lose. My family need me now. For all my bros like Recording from downtown Nyack and from somewhere on the road in South Jersey, I want to welcome you all back into the Third and Soul podcast. You already know where to find this podcast because you already found it. Not going to list all the places that you can, but I will tell you that I'm happy to be in a recording filled with podcasters, which mean that means that I've got both Cole and Anthony with me. Anthony, how's everything going with you down there in Jersey? It's well. The enthusiasm, and I'm going to warn our listeners right now, the enthusiasm of this episode is going to be an all-time low. And I, oh. I, and, I, and I could probably tell you that it's because we're going to watch another rerun of the Super Bowl. <laughs> but rerun. aside from that, oh, fuck. What's up, Cole? Uh, oh, man. I'm, uh, I was happy I got to watch football today. It's a good day. Um, three Sundays in a row I've got to watch football. This is great. But I'm hoping I can get to watch wow. the Super Bowl. Yeah, you better figure that out. I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking forward to figuring that out. You ever start coughing in like seven or eight days? Yeah, right. Like, like, oh, I gotta go. (laughs) 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 Just to be safe, like like on Friday night, it's just like you know, just to be safe, I shouldn't come in. I'll schedule a test for Monday. (laughs) Monday, I'll go get checked out. I don't think that they have a center that's open on Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'll have to stay at home oh uh, man and and the weekend is doing the halftime show exactly <laughs> there we go so oh, man we're gonna go ahead and uh turn this right back into our wheelhouse of sports talking about championship sunday and we're going to go chronologically so let's first talk about what happened in green bay the tragedy in green bay oh Shit. Uh, i mean it's it just like I think I think all three of us are more disappointed by this outcome than than we would have if it was the other way around. Am I right about that, Anthony? You already made it clear. What do you think, Cole? Oh, uh, for sure, hundred percent. I mean, it's just like the fact that Tom Brady even got there. You're like, all right, well, you know, he won two games. They're coming along. Like, there's no way he's guys going to win another one to go to the Super Bowl. But you know, of course, he does. It's like, you know, Aaron Rodgers finds a way to you know, always get there and, like, be so good and have so much potential to actually get it to the, the big game and he comes up short again. And, mm-hmm. and and lots of times, honestly, like, you always look like, you know, they're just a better team. I mean, when you look at it, like, flat out, like, Tampa Bay was just a better team up front on the defensive line, and I feel like that was a difference in the game. It was, like, their defensive line play, played better than Green Bay's defensive line. Shout out to JPP. Yep. And, uh, you know, again, and, co- this one, if I recall. and coaching, too. I mean, you know, we, we talked about McCarthy for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now the floor is like the floor kind of got in similar positions and found himself like kind of second guessing and like making like indecisive <clears throat> calls. And also just, you know, there's, there's a difference between like trying to win the game and like trying to not lose the game. And mm-hmm. like Tampa Bay was trying to win the game from like the first three plays of the game. Like, like it was like third and three on like the first drive and Brady threw like a 20 yard, like go route, like pass, like they were going for it mm-hmm. like, as soon as the game started. And green Bay was just kind of like rolling with the punches and not really being aggressive. And, and it ended up costing them, obviously. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with all that. I, I think 
you know, along with some questionable coaching by LaFleur, I think that the thing that really was the big difference in the game is Green Bay's defense just couldn't rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Just could not rise to the yeah, occasion. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Um, they kind of came out playing much harder in the second half of this football game. Um, I mean, Brady didn't exactly have a, a, a stellar game by any no. means. He threw three picks. And, yes, he did. Uh, there's there's two questionable plays that I'm going to call the Green Bay defense out on, yeah. or, I, or I should say, maybe not the defense, but, I mean, that touchdown right before halftime was an that, absolute that, dagger. That was a play um, of the game right there. But, I mean, it totally changed the momentum of the entire game. Yeah, that was a and, difference in the game. Well, I, I will not, and I think, obviously, the talk of the week will be, you know, fourth and goal, do you go? And yeah. they settled for a field goal down yep. by eight where I, I totally thought they should have just went ahead and, and at least went for it. There was plenty of yeah. time left to get the ball back. I think there was about five or six minutes left in the fourth. And they settled for a field goal, and I just couldn't understand it. Yeah, it was like four um, minutes or less. That was terrible. Yeah, and it, it, it And, you know, look- Gre- Green Bay kept – you know, the defense kept them in this game in the third quarter. I mean, the, you know, Tampa Bay had the ball for no more than two and a half minutes that entire quarter. And, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers did his thing in the second half. No question. And I don't know. Um, It it was just a tough one to stomach. Uh, You know, I didn't understand that call at fourth and goal. Not to mention the play before. I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers could have very well attempted to run into the end zone. He had plenty of, you know, plenty of space in front of him where I felt like he forced the throw. Um, I'll tell you, it was a hell of a football game. Uh, Green Bay gave him hell in the second half, but, you know, there were certainly some questionable calls. And, uh, yeah, uh, that first half, uh, the end of the first half, that touchdown pass really just kind of sealed the deal already. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that the Green Bay de- defense didn't show up, but what they didn't do is they didn't put enough pressure on Tom Brady. You know, it's just like they, for the most part, and – you know, you, you could kind of see this coming. Like, Green Bay has not had much of a pass rush all year. So, it's just like, you cannot let Tom Brady, even though he didn't have Antonio Brown out there today, but you can't let Tom Brady just stand in the pocket. You can't let him be the statue back there and know that he's not going to get hit. And, you know, it, it it's, you know, we're, we're, we're going to talk about this more, but it is remarkable that at age 43, he's throwing the ball basically the same way he did 10 years ago. You know, yeah. it's like he's throwing frozen ropes when he needs to. He's throwing it with touch. He's throwing it right in the bread basket. You know, he, he, he's he's still got that. And that's it's just like that ain't going to go away for the Super Bowl either. It's just like there, there's a reason why we call him the goat. There's a reason why we call him the goat. And Yeah, go ahead, Anthony. And just about just about this time last year, we were talking about the end of the Tom Brady era. Yes, right. we were. If you recall correctly. Yeah, and he must have listened to that podcast. Probably I'm sure he listens to everything out, out there that has something, to, you know, somebody talking about him. I'm he probably sure. he probably has like so, his own private room in the house where it's just like all it is is like, you know, recordings yeah. of everything that every anybody yep. ever said about him that's negative, and he just goes yep. in there to like psych himself up every morning, just like exactly. yeah, got to go yep. prove it again. But I mean, that's then he, go make, he makes out Indeed. with his kids and then he goes to the gym. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but honestly, like, whoa, 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 like whoa. just talking about these guys throwing the ball, like, do you watch the way the ball like comes out of like Aaron Rodgers' hand? Like, even in like below freezing like temperature, like even Brady was throwing great balls, and it was like you know he's so used to playing, you know, in New England when it's cold, and like watching like just some of the plays like in slow motion, it literally looks like when Aaron Rodgers throws a ball, he's like a jugs machine, which just like mm-hmm. attached to his arm. Like the ball literally comes out like perfect. And he doesn't even have to be holding the laces. And it's fucking 23 degrees outside. Like, your hand should be freezing. Like, any one of us is outside in 23-degree weather trying to throw the ball. After about five throws, your hands is, like, frozen. I mean, I know they have, like, you know, their hand warmers and stuff like that. But it's just, like, to, lo- to lose, like, zero touch and, like, anything on the ball, like, no rotation. Everything looks like if he's throwing in 10 degrees or 80 degrees, the ball looks the same. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to me, like, how this guy is able to do that. Yeah, imagine if he played in a warm weather city or something like that. It, it would just yeah, all the time. It would be ridiculous. Or if he p- played in a dome or something like that, that would just yeah, it would be ridiculous. But I mean, you guys know I have my Aaron Rodgers love, and I still believe that as strictly as a thrower, I don't think I've ever seen anybody really better. I mean, there might be two or three guys that are on the same level. One of them we might talk about a little bit later, but um. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've really seen anybody better. Maybe Dan Marino. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And even that's yeah. splitting hairs for me. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, Anthony, yeah. let me ask you this. This is uh, Aaron Rodgers' sixth time to the NFC Championship game, but he's only gotten past that once. And he's getting up there. I believe he's 38 or so. He even said, he's like, I'm going to take mm-hmm. some time to think about what my future is. I'm not making any statements right now. Do you think that the fact that somebody as supremely talented and gifted as he is, the fact that he only has made it to one Super Bowl and is continuing, well, not continually, but lost, you know, so many NFC championship games, do you think this tarnishes his legend? No, I don't, because did it tarnish Dan Marino's legend? No. No. But it's just like... Yeah, it, talk it about does, the- and, and, it, it and you go ahead and compare it was, him. It was different circumstances, though, I think. It's different circumstances, because I'll say this. It's just like with Dan Marino, I think the thing that burst him onto the scene and everybody, you know, when everybody realized this is, you know, the best thrower of the football in the game was, you know, in his second season throwing for 5,000 yards and 48 touchdowns. You know, those were numbers that were unheard of. But after that season, the Dolphins as a team were never really all that great. Like they'd make the playoffs yeah. some years, other years they wouldn't. Dan Marino always was good or great, let's yeah. say. But the team itself around him, I mean, that was one of the things that people always said. It's just like, you know, even back in like the 90s, it's just like, you know, name name a running back that played for the uh, Dolphins when Dan Marino was there. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't. It's just like, what? what when did they ever have like even an average defense? They didn't. Yeah, You know, and it, I think people were very well aware of that during, you know, Dan Marino's entire career and are still aware of that. On Aaron Rodgers' side, though, he's had he's had players. He's had good people around him. He's had a lot of surrounding talent. He's had certain years where the defense was better than average. You know, yeah. you could question, uh, as Cole was talking about with Matt LaFleur and uh, Mike McCarthy, although LaFleur has done a great job. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, there there could be uh, instances where you can say the coaching wasn't good enough. But there's there's something there's something to it. There's something to yeah. it. It's kind of like what happened to Peyton Manning Manning early in his career. I was just like, about I was just gonna say Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. but you beat me to it. Yeah, uh, I would say is probably a better person to compare. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what was Peyton Manning's thing? He just couldn't win the big game just to get there. And you know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of falling into that same trap um listen he still has plenty of football left in him he's obviously not going to retire for at least four to five years oh you never know so you never know he may win that one he may win that second one but we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see it's just i mean as you guys know i have a aaron Rodgers holds a special place in my heart so yes i am disappointed (sighs) I am. Oh, really? That I didn't they, know that. No, yeah. You, yeah <laughs> it's just like, do you, do you listen to this podcast? Of course. <laughs> but uh, it's just like, but what I'm saying there, it's there's something to, and I know the quarterback is not the person, the only person that wins or loses you a game, but there's something to your makeup where, how does Tom Brady go to, what is this, 14 championship games now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, and usually it, it's just like, out of those 14, he's won nine of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, but with the exception of this season, he had the same coach his entire career. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like you go to a completely different coach, a completely different offensive system, all new players, same result. Yeah. You know? But they literally cool. built the team around him so he didn't have to work as hard. Well, the team was already built. The only, like uh, me and Cole were talking for a few minutes before, it's just uh, right. the only piece that they really added was Gronkowski. And I guess you could say Antonio Brown. But, you know, it's just yeah, like Gronkowski, Gronkowski came in mostly to and, be a blocking and, tight end, which is what he did all season. And Antonio Brown was really much. helpful for like a handful of games. And I'll, I will say he had one catch all day today, Gronkowski, but it was a very important play. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, big play. So, yeah, I mean, this frosty is delicious. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Wendy's, even though they're confused yeah. today, but it's sponsored by Wendy's. Go out and get yourself <laughs> a hamburger. Please. Or you could just buy a smoothie and four chicken nuggets, whatever is your fancy. You can find uh-huh. it at Wendy's. Yeah, right. <laughs> four, four nuggets. I need four, four. baby. <laughs> just like, Thanks, a, sweetie. Like, cool. Remember, yeah. I'm gonna get you sucker. Let me get yeah. one rib. All yeah. right, one order ribs. No, no, no. Just one just rib. One rib. Hey, yeah. I show is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> How much is one rib? <laughs> How much is a soda? <laughs> Thirty-five. Oh, fuck the cup. Just pour it in my. <laughs> for us. That was where that shit started. I forgot about them. <laughs> Chris Rock. Chris oh Rock. man, when he looked like a skinny crackhead. Yeah, he he kind of still just looks like a slightly older crackhead, but you know, it's like yeah. we've, we've been watching him for thirty years now, so we've gotten used to it. Yep. <laughs> you know, I just like he. Hungry. I mean, he was Pookie in New Jack City. Come on now. Yep. <laughs> 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 All right, before we move on, is there anything else that you want to point out specific? I mean, we we analyze the game pretty much. Like I always say, we're not we're not professional sports writers and none of us have had NFL coaching experience. We're just fans. So we're not going to break down and analyze the game over and over and over and go too deep. 
But is there anything else that you wanted to point out, you know, particular players that you were impressed by or, you know, what you just think about the teams in general? Tampa Bay will be the first team in NFL history to literally host the Super Bowl. That's yeah, true. That's, that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. The end. Do they get the home locker rooms in that case? Uh, In an odd twist of fate, I'm not sure. I don't believe they do because the Chiefs had the better regular season record, so they're technically the home team. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. That'll be weird. Just like, all right, so what are they going to do? Strip, like, tell everybody in Tampa Bay. It's like, okay, just take your shit and just go to the other side. Just everybody get your shit out of your locker and stuff it in (laughs) the other locker. That's To a locker room they've never been into, even though that's in their home field. Exactly. It almost feels like it's too much work, but you know, you know, with a lot of stadiums, the uh, visiting locker room is leaves things to be desired, let's say. So yeah, they usually always do. The Chiefs probably would, the Chiefs probably would demand. It's just like, no, we get the home locker room. Come on now. Yeah. Just like we get the the hot tub that doesn't have the MRSA virus. (laughs) Yes. Tom Tom Brady will not let that happen. That's what I was trying to figure out. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work because I'm like, you know, those guys are going to be like, this is my fucking locker. I'm not giving up my locker to this guy. Uh, when Roger Goodell tells you you're going to give up your locker, guess what usually happens? It'll be interesting. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. We might revisit certain things about this game, but let's go ahead and move <laughs> on. Let's go ahead yeah, and we'll move on. We'll have to remember on. that in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and move on and talk about what happened in Kansas City where the Buffalo Bills, who I'm actually proud of and I'm really happy for that franchise, finally making it back to the playoffs after what, whatever it was, 20-something years. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. they fell to, fell to – who I think is the best quarterback in the league. I don't think there's much debate on that. And and probably the most creative play caller in the league, and Andy Reid. It, it, it's just, I mean, as good as the Bills are, you could see from the very beginning of this game that the Kansas City Chiefs were in a different class, which mm-hmm. is how most games look. Even though they don't yeah. tend to blow people out, you know, it's just like that. I, I was reading something where it's just like they haven't until uh, tonight. They hadn't won a game by more than uh, 10 points for like nine weeks or something like that. Yeah, they've been a lot of close games this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's really what, what makes a good team. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, it's just like, you know, you look at some of the the the, the records that came from the call Chiefs today. You look at Tyreek Hill, what he can do. Travis Kelsey, what he does. And of course, Patrick Mahomes. It's just like, it's it's just too much. They don't uh-huh. even need San, Sammy Watkins. It's just too much. It's too yeah. much. You know, I, I think that we're looking at, of course, I think we all agree that Patrick Mahomes is on a Hall of Fame pace career and he might go down as the best ever he's at certainly had the greatest start to any quarterback and career that we've ever seen and i also think that travis kelsey people might not really think of it this way but he's probably right at gronkowski peak gronkowski level and i think that he in some ways might be even better i don't know and it's just like when when you when you've got that on the field and you got a play caller that comes up with all these interesting innovative ways to score from anywhere on the field at any given time and the guy has a killer instinct where he's like, I'm just going to stick with passing the ball. We're going to pass the ball. We're going to pass the ball. We'll run it every once in a while to try to keep you off balance, but 
when you've got those those people at your disposal, mm-hmm. it it's just too much. I, 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 it's like in a certain way, it was like almost overwhelming watching. I'm like, oh my god, how do you stop this? Yeah, you know, yeah. Matt, it's just like with Patrick Holmes. You know, he is so savvy. And has such a high football IQ, obviously. Like, you, you think that you've got him sacked, and then he just backpedals and backpedals and backpedals and throws the ball 40 yards. It might only be for a 20-yard completion. Or he dances around, or he runs to the sideline and sidearms it. It's just like it's, it's quarterbacking on a level. Like I've, I've said before, I don't think I ever saw anybody play quarterback at a higher level than Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Holmes is right there. Is right there, and he's only in his fourth year. That's his crazy. fourth year, and he's already won league MVP, won a Super Bowl. I will Super Bowl MVP. I will say, yeah, I think Cleveland actually gave them a better game. Yeah, I, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, yeah, but even it was really with, tough uh, to watch actually. With um, even with you know Mahomes getting hurt and Chad Henney having to come in, like yeah, but. Cleveland was definitely more competitive for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that says a, a lot about Andy Reid, though. Look what happened when they put Chad Henney in. Of course, well, the yeah. plan probably probably changed a little bit, but they didn't yeah, stop being aggressive. Much. They they no. didn't stop being aggressive, you know. And it's just like they found ways to make those plays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew this was pretty, pretty much how it happened. Like it's the same thing we've been seeing with the Chiefs for the past few seasons. But it was just like Buffalo just really wasn't like ready to compete at that high of a level. Like they were playing so good all season and the first two playoff games, they were blowing teams out and looking like they were right there ready to compete. But when they actually got to the moment, mm-hmm. you know, they also had two home games. So that definitely helped them to play two home games. They had like one of the first games what they allowed fan- fans at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that meant, meant a big deal to them. And that's, that actually gave them an advantage. Like that was finally a home field advantage for a change like one of the first times in the NFL season. So, but when they had to go to, you know, Kansas city, it was just like, they just, they weren't there. And Josh Allen played decent, but you could tell like, you know, there's a couple of things he was a little unsure of and Kansas city's defense, man, their secondary was like the highlight of the game. I feel like, like their cornerbacks and, and Matthew and Tyron Matthew, like their safeties were playing outstanding. Like, Mm-hmm. It was some of the be- the best coverage they've played all year. So it was like when you got a team who literally can't run the ball, like, and that's one one thing that Buffalo's going to have to address next year. Like, if they need to get a good running back because they had zero running game going on, or they need to get their offensive yeah, line man. taken care of. Like, they had no run blocking, no run, no no run calls even in the game at all. Like, they just don't run mm-hmm. the ball. So it's like it makes it so much easier to defend them now when they don't run the ball. It's like you know. Yeah, he Yeah, didn't Josh Allen have like eighty yards rushing? Yeah, on seven rushes, mm-hmm. like so it's like, you know. Speaking of Josh Allen, know. it's just like how impressive has he gotten over the past year? Where it's just like crazy. It's just like even he was good last year, but it's just like he has taken his game to a new level. Kind of a the, yeah. Like in the same way that Mahomes does, he can just dance around that pocket, and you mm-hmm. know he's got similar arm talent. Where it's just like, no matter yeah. what what's going on around him, no matter what way he has to release the ball, it could go anywhere on the field. I, Josh Allen definitely has a stronger arm than Mahomes. I feel like I just think that Mahomes is more accurate, and he's just got a faster, like, kind of like, like sling of the ball, almost like he's baseball throwing it. But 
Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's got a rocket arm. Like I think Josh Allen could throw the ball even further. As far as Mahomes throws it, I think Allen could throw it farther. But at Mahomes is just like a laser accuracy with the ball. He can put it like, you know, drop it in a fucking bucket from like seventy yards if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah. The, the kid can but, throw it. We've always known that, but it, he he's not as accurate as Mahomes yet. Yeah. But I, it's just like yeah. he's knocking he's on the door. That. He's knocking on the door. Yeah. I, I would say. He, like say you were uh, drafting fantasy for next year, he might he might considering the weapons that he has around him, he might be the second quarterback yeah. off the board. I know. And the funny thing is, like you know, my fantasy draft this year, I remember like making a joke about the guy who drafted Josh Allen, and we were like laughing at him, like, "Oh, you drafted Josh Allen? He won the championship." Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he was a Bills fan, and he drafted Josh Allen just because he like liked him, and it was like they showed the graphics today, like. Josh Allen's rookie year, he's like he had like a fifty something percent completion percentage and threw for ten touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Last year he had like a sixty percent completion percentage and threw for twenty touchdowns. This year he had a sixty nine percent completion percentage and threw for forty touchdowns. Yeah, or so accounted like, for forty touchdowns. I don't think he no, threw he for threw 40. for forty touchdowns. Oh, he, he threw for he ran for ten. He was the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for forty and run for ten. He had fifty touchdowns this year. Jesus. And five thousand yards passing. Like that Josh boy, Allen was like a, a whole football team by himself. Like that boy. That boy. I don't, think, I don't think the Jets had five thousand yards on the season. Like Josh <laughs> yeah, Allen, right. and, they, and they and they and they definitely didn't have fifty touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So literally, so, Josh so, Allen so are was you, like are, better than an entire football team by himself. So, uh, so are you wishing that the Jets might have made a different choice with the third overall pick three years ago? Yeah, right. (laughs) No offense. It's like they had no one there to turn him into that player. Like what Buffalo was able to do with that coaching and like now their offensive coordinator and like Mm -hmm. quarterbacks coaches are all getting looks for like other positions elsewhere because you can see like if he went to the Jets, he just would have been another scrub because they don't have the mentorship, the coaching and the like technique involved to like actually coach somebody to that level, you know, Mm -hmm. like. You could see like a vast improvement on Josh Allen's part, how good of a player he's become. Next year he's gonna be even better. So it's like Yeah, it's just like Bills fans out there listening to this. It's just like I know it hurts right now and it's gonna hurt for the next couple of weeks, especially when you're watching the Super Bowl. But do not hang your heads. Yeah, it looks like you've got the right guy (laughs) under center and you're you're probably gonna be a contender for the next decade with this guy. That's what that's what a quarterback of this level does for you. When you've got a quarterback Mm -hmm. that can, like you say, be a one man team scoring fifty touchdowns basically on his own, you're not Mm -hmm. going to you're not gonna be out of it ever. Ever. Yeah. You know, so definitely give a big shout out to Bills fans. Like I don't know if you saw this, but they were like after the game last week when they beat the Baltimore Ravens, they Bills fans like you you know just randomly started donating to Lamar Jackson's uh, charity. Like they almost yeah did, yeah like, I did hear that I did I did hundred thousand dollars just in like you know kind of like a, a a winning like I don't know how to even describe it. Like it was not really backhanded, but it was just an interesting gesture just to be like magnanimous. Oh, it's say. called class. It's called yeah. class. I know it's kind of hard to even describe because it's just like you just pay don't attention, see Philly like fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, get get out of here, Philly! Yeah, get the fuck out of here. yeah, they're they're Philly, they're, would, Philly would try to wait to steal the money from the charity. Yeah, it's just like they're yeah. dirty. <laughs> I'm, just fans to, are dirty. I'm just trying to make sure that they take note 
Yeah. Else. Like, it's dirty, not dirty, dirty people down there. I'm just yeah, being honest with you. <laughs> and and my they family's from Philadelphia, so threw a snowball in Santa's face. Like, who does that? Yeah, it's just like God damn, <laughs> God damn it. It's just like oh but yeah, horrible. I mean, just I, I I really did want the Bills to win today, but I just yeah. knew they weren't going to. Can you imagine? I, mean, I was your team, for them, but your team winning going to the Super Bowl four straight years and never winning. Can you yeah. imagine? How is that possible? Never being. Never being able to reach the Super Bowl because a certain team in your division always got in the way. Yet, if yeah. you won today, you'd be facing that same guy in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucked up part. Imagine oh, that. Bills, Bills fans would have been ravenous. Ooh. Ravenous. Now they're good. They don't got to deal with them anymore. They, they can be back next year. Yep, you never eventually, know. Like, eventually, will... Brady's going to fall apart. He's not going to last forever. We sure about that. Are we, sure, are, we sure not, <laughs> are we sure he's not part robotic or something like that? He's going to be like the the Walt Disney of football. He's going to be like frozen in time <laughs> until they like find a cure to like make him play again. Exactly. It's just like two years from now, we're going to hear that Tom Brady was cryogenically frozen and just like, you know, <laughs> 50 years from now, they're going to wake gonna him up and like, he's going to be he's fresh. Come out like, fucking, like, oh. Finally got a yeah, chance gonna come to come out like Wesley Snipes and I need my serum. Demolition. Remember Demolition Man when they were cryogenically frozen? Him and Sylvester Stallone, and he's like, Ugh. And he's like the <laughs> go after Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. I don't do a good Sylvester Stallone. I'll work on it for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but just a couple of things I, I saw in the game. It, it is it is impressive, the array of weapons that the Bills have. So, it, it, like I said, you don't have to be upset, Bills fans. As long as Stefan Diggs is Stefan Diggs, uh, who's that tight end? Knox, Cole Beasley, who's get, getting up there Cole a little Beasley. bit. Cole Beasley. Dude, Stefan Diggs has literally doubled the entire game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he the still made some game. amazing catches. That was literally – he did, and and that was literally all they had to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's like, it's like it, so. it is. It is correct, Anthony. It's just like you said. The reason they were able to do that is because they had absolutely no fear of the Bills' rushing game, or at least of their running backs. Let's say, yeah, <laughs> zero. That was a side note of the game for me. Was the battle of the Coles, Cole Beasley versus Nicole Hardman? <laughs> oh shit. Nicole won, baby. Mm-hmm. Ty Hill, dude. Ty Hill reminded me how fucking fast he is today. Oh, oh and that and that play, it looked like it looked like it looked like the other players weren't even moving. Where he, he like catches the pass, starts runs running. all the way to the right side, and then just starts weaving just around gone. players. And it was yeah. it was like they weren't even moving. That's how fast he is. There's a reason. It's like it's just, like you, know. you you think. It's like when you see a replay, you almost think it's being played in like one five time, but it's <laughs> actually in real time. No, no it's like, crazy, man. He, he so created like diff- it's like watching those like old school video games, like the Tecmo Bowl that the people always talk about. Yeah, like, he's Bo. like Bo Derek, but I said Bo, Bo Jackson. Bo Derek. Bo Derek. I know. Yeah. I say Bo Derek. Maybe because it's Derek. Bo and Derek. <laughs> oh, we have the same hair. Bo Derek. Bo Derek knows. <laughs> that was so funny but um, no, but i think they flashed just, a stat up like where he's like the only player in the league that reached 
over 20 miles yeah. per hour like 12 times or something like that. I know. But that's what I was going to say. It's like he finds a way to like – so many players are trying to use their speed vertically, but he finds this angle that like if you watch him, he's always trying to run horizontally. Mm-hmm. And they like – the last week they showed it on all those like the deep throws and like that when he played Tampa that uh, – whatever week that was where he had like 200 yards in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, he ran these, like, vertical routes, but he runs them horizontally. So, it's like he runs against you. Like, and it's you, it's and you think about it, it's like everyone's trying to run straight, but it's like he's turning straight into horizontal across the field. So, now he's running vertically down the middle of the field, and a cornerback now who's, like, trying to run kind of, like, backwards is now trying to run sideways, and it's mm-hmm. just like nobody can keep up with him. It's, like, impossible. Well, it I doesn't mean, matter it's just how like... many safeties you have there. You just got to run past everybody. Well, I mean, they, they diagrammed it a couple of times, especially in like Tony Romo goes nuts <clears throat> over this type of thing. But, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like he basically one of his favorite one of the best routes that he does is kind of a variation on a slant. But it, it's like it's just like basically him running not like a hard slant, but just like mm-hmm. it's it's not a flag route. I don't even know if it has a name, but it's just mm-hmm. saying if you're in man coverage coverage against him you're not going to be able to keep up with him. There's absolutely no. no cornerback in the league that can run with him like that. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. It's no. almost like a cheat code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. whatever clock speed he's at, like whatever his his like 40 time was, like I don't believe that it actually is that. Like in the game or something, he's just like even faster than that. Well, that's what like they say. Run- some, some players, they r- run fast at the combine <clears throat> and all that, but they're slower when they play in real life. He's the exact opposite. I He must be faster on the field than he yeah. ever ran at the oh, combine. Yeah. I know, because he would have had to run like a 4-1 or something at the combine to look like he goes out there on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the play he had a couple of years ago where, like, one of the running backs was, like, on, like, an 80-yard run, and, like, he broke out in front of everybody. And Tyreek Hill catches up to him, and he was he like, gives him a high five behind the guy. Yeah, yeah. And the guy, <laughs> yeah. Looked, the, the guy, the guy turned around and saw Tyreek Hill next to him, and was like shocked because he knew how far behind him he was. Like when that play actually started, like he was blocking on the line or pretending to, and this guy was already like thirty yards ahead of him by the time mm-hmm. he like decided to catch up to him. And the other thing that really makes his speed hard to deal with, because there are plenty of players. I mean, even Daniel Jones hit nearly 21 miles per hour. But it's just like yeah. because of uh, Tyreek Hill's build and all that, it's just like he's at top mm-hmm. speed by, by a second step. Yep. You know, it's a different yeah. thing. Like, you know, we talked about like DK Metcalf when he hawked down Buda Baker. Uh, it's just straight like, line. yeah, it's just like straight line speed. But it probably took him a few steps to get up to full speed. Tyree Kill, he's at top speed, two, maybe three steps in. And you can't do anything yep. about it. Can't do I anything about saying. it. You know, that's like what I'm saying. It's just like, mess. you know, the, the Chiefs have weapons that there's no answer for. Like, what what's, yeah. what's the answer for Travis Kelsey? Yeah, there is none. You just got to keep going 10 yards if he, he throw the ball to Travis Kelsey like three times in a row he gets 30 something yards it's just mm-hmm. like that's you just gonna just think and dunk you all day and just score touchdowns over and over again just like that's what they did to the bill today yeah well it's just like, like they, they put, had they a couple put, big plays yeah. but it was mostly just like nine eight yards seven mm-hmm. yards 12 yards all to Kelsey like every time yeah 13 catches he broke a record for the Chiefs again mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's gonna just gonna keep doing yeah, he that set himself <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, Ty Hill and Travis Kelsey are are the first 
combo receivers in postseason history to have both back-to-back 100-yard games. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Both. Two players. That's not crazy. Well, it's just – but that's oh. what I'm saying. It's just like they the, – the Chiefs put you in this predict, predicament where it's like you can't really – play man-to-man coverage because well i mean you can't play tyree kill man-to-man and you're probably going to shoot yourself in the foot if you try to like do that to travis kelsey so now you're going to play zone what play zone and then try to double tyree kill like have a man floater and then leave you know your safety on an island or a linebacker on an island against travis kelsey it's just like you know and let's not forget They've got the best quarterback in football, you know, delivering the ball. So there's yeah. really there's really not much that a lot of teams can do. And that's that's what I think is happening. And we're seeing it now. I think that what we're watching is similar to like eh, and it's it's not like the Patriots because the Patriots didn't do it like that, except for the one year with uh, Randy Moss and Wes Welker and all that. But um, I think it's really yeah. it reminds me more of watching the Bulls in the 90s. Where it's just like they were so much better than everybody that you would psych yourself out just trying to play them. You know, it's just like you 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 would yeah. walk on the court and realize, oh fuck, I don't think that we have a chance, no matter how much we prepared, no matter how much we practice, no matter how good we are, they're better. Yeah. And then it makes you get tight. Like that's what it looked like the Bills were going through. They looked tight. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the difference with that is like even if you compare it to basketball, it's like you only get one game of football and it's mm-hmm. like you have to have everything go your way in order to actually be able to beat a team like that. Because as we saw last year, they were down in every single game they won. They were down by double digits, mm-hmm. 10 points, 11 points. And not with like, you know, in the first quarter, you know, they were down in the fourth quarter. But like they were down when they were like, most teams wouldn't have been able to do anything about it. And they came back every single time because mm-hmm. they, they have a guy who like, it's just lights out when I'm, when it's time to, throw the ball when it's like you know such a hard thing to do Mahomes makes it look easy so it's like you know this is going to be probably one of the best Super Bowls of all time and you can say that way before the game is even played because of just the quarterback play like you think about when they played a couple years ago when the Rams like as great as Jared Goff was playing when he finally got to that point like he just kind of looked like he was fucking out there and like pop one or something like Mm -hmm. To score three points is like, like you know, neither guy is scoring three points. Like, this is going to be an exciting, big play opportunity, like well played quarterback game, which is going to make it an entertaining game. And mm-hmm. I can't wait. No, it's just like as much as I want Aaron Rodgers to be in the Super Bowl, I think that this is a more juicy matchup. Let's say when you're mm-hmm. watching, you know. As we say, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, playing the greatest of this time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that, you really can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, and the last time they really played, you know, um, Brady beat them when they played in the AFC Championship game. So mm-hmm. you want to think that Mahomes definitely wants to, you know, get them oh, back. I'm pretty sure that, that uh, Andy Reid remembers that too. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. just like if we think it's just like, and you know, no no uh, offensive play caller has a bigger bag of tricks than Andy Reid. So mm-hmm. it's just like they might stick to their they get the game plan that they've had for the past you know year or so, where it's not dink and dunk, but it's no longer like fifty yard bombs every play. It's you know I'm going to matriculate mm-hmm. the ball down the field to, mm-hmm. to the 
quote uh, the old Chiefs coach. I can't remember his name, the one that coached Len Dawson. Yeah. But, you know, just like yeah, – I remember that. Yeah, but I think yeah. that they're, they're going to do that, and if all else fails, Andy's going to empty out the bag of tricks, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that we're going to have another podcast, so we'll save super, super, Super Bowl analysis for that. But um, I think that we've wrapped up what we want to say about these two games, unless there's something else you wanted to add, Anthony. Well, the two games I'm definitely done talking about, but there's still a couple of topics in football I want to talk about. And that of course. Is Matt Stafford uh, requesting oh, a trade from the Detroit Lions, which as a Jets fan call, I'm sure has got your attention. So I- I'm curious as to your thoughts on that, buddy. Uh, no, not really. I'm more, I'm more interested in Deshaun Watson, baby. Mm-hmm. I know oh, he so. wants to jump from a four and twelve team to a two and fourteen team. Let's go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Strong. He wants that. Right. He wants. He wants that New York limelight. That's what he wants. He wants to see himself on. Yeah, he does. He wants to pay he, lots of tax money. That's what he. Yeah, wants. maybe. Well, he's going to be making it with the endorsements. He's got the charisma. He's got the look. I think he can do it. But if he actually really wants to play in New York, but you mm-hmm. know, it's possible. He might be. You know, have some potential there. I honestly think that uh, Matthew Stafford is going to be the perfect fit for New England. And I think that Belichick's going to jump all over that if he finds out about that. Yeah, and I mean, on top of that, with a, with a little, like, you know, collusion in there from Matt Patricia, knowing some of the people there, mm-hmm. um, I definitely think that's going to get taken care of because obviously Cam Newton didn't work out. And I think New England's a funny place because, like, the way that they operate, like, Remember when Chad Johnson went to New England and like Bill yeah. Belichick loved Chad Johnson for so long. Like he thought he was such a great player because mm-hmm. he is a great player, but his actual like football IQ was never like that high. And no. his overall knowledge of like route running was never that high. And you could tell that when he went to New England, he was like, he could barely he was play. Lost. And he was lost. And finally when Tom would bring him in, he was like so close to making plays and might have dropped it a couple of times or just made a wrong read or whatever. And that's exactly what it was like with Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton comes there and like all the flaws that he's always had, like you could tell the moment he started playing for New England. Like, I mean, when's the last time you've seen a starting quarterback have consecutive games and throw for less than a hundred yards in the NFL in 2020? Like it's like not possible. Like these guys are throwing for a hundred yards in a quarter. Yeah. It's just like, just like I, I have a feeling that games were like eighty yards. Like Sam, Sam, Sta- I mean Matthew Stafford is a fucking like great thrower of the football. Like, he's a old school like real deal quarterback. Like he can come into New England and take that team back to the playoffs for sure with a good coaching staff. Oh yeah, I think New England's definitely going to get this guy for sure. Yeah, you could also you could also well. see you could also see the Colts. <laughs> Particularly yeah. since we've said goodbye to uh, one of that uh, great draft classes quarterbacks in Phil Rivers. Now that mm-hmm. he's retired, I'm allowed to admit that I think that he had an amazing career. Really, really great. Another one of those guys that maybe didn't rise to the occasion at the biggest moments. But, man, no. could he put up some stats? Oh, yeah. Man, with Daniel Tomlinson, that seems, those teams are pretty good couple of years. Oh, good God. When they had Danian, uh, Antonio mm-hmm. Gates, I can't reset. Remember uh, the receiver that uh, was really good with him for like eight years. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I, I, the name's escaping me, but you know, he played mm-hmm. with a lot. He played with a lot of great players, and you know, yep. just a full class act, full class act. You know, just a very strong competitor, very fiery, mm-hmm. but without being foul or you know using abrasive language or anything like that. You know, just a, a high quality, high character person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still think that the Colts can make a play at Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, uh, that's that's the other know. thing we, I think could we happen. Don't, we don't know what's happening in Philly right now. So, you know, either the owner really wants to hold on to Wentz, or <clears> they're <throat> going to make a play at make a good trade and go with Jalen Hurts. And you know, so we don't know what's going to happen. Um, from what I or, hear in the in the area, they are committing to Carson Wentz. Uh, they are one hundred percent in favor of Carson Wentz as the starter for next season for the Philadelphia. Yeah. They also oh, said yeah. at the end of the season that there's no way they're letting go of Doug Peterson. Yeah. So they're going to trade Jalen Hurts now, or just going to keep a fucking starting quarterback on the bench for now. Who knows, man, that front office is a disaster. Yeah. They're a fucking shot. It's amazing how it was just three years ago that it was just like, oh, the Eagles have the best front office in the league. The free agents that they're bringing in, the way that they couldn't, you know, game day coaching by being like, you know, I don't want to say gamblers, but going for it on fourth down as much as they did. And Uh now just a few years later with mostly the same cast, it's just like, nope, this is broken. We need to blow it up and start over again. Well, yeah, the the front office, but yeah, their entire team changed within those amount of years because of like, again, like first off that team that won the Super Bowl, like the amount of free agents and one year veterans and guys who are going to retire and guys who are got traded to that team was like probably in the tens of dozens of players, like Mm -hmm. at least 10 players retired, uh, were free agents or just fucking stop playing or just stop getting playing time or got injured or something like so many of that roster did not return the following year. And then whoever was left of that team didn't return the year after that. So it's like two years after they won the Super Bowl, like their entire team was new other than like just their base, like offensive and defensive line, a couple of receivers, but the coaching staff was gone. Other dynamic running backs and, all the other players are gone. It's just like, I don't know. That's a totally different conversation, but that's what happens in football. I think we talked about it. It's just like going broken for one year when you want to win and then other players want to get paid and you can't pay them because you decided to pay Carson Wentz and then everyone else leaves. No, that's true. It's just like well, you win Frank, a Super Bowl. You're going to – right went to – Yeah, that, that was the biggest thing, right? I feel like. Yeah, that was the biggest thing, I think, to that whole team, that the most under – lining thing or overlook thing, I should say, was losing mm-hmm. that stability in the offensive and just uh, someone to work with Carson Wentz. I mean, because he really needed help, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well said. But I don't know. Well said. What, what else is going on in football that we need to discuss? Unless you want to talk about know. hockey. I watched a hockey game today. I don't know I, exactly I was, why. I, I was waiting to talk about the Nets. <laughs> oh man, I can I can break down basketball very quickly for you in this area at least. Dude, think of it oh, this man. way. If the Nets and if the Nets and the Knicks ended their seasons tonight, both yeah. teams would make the playoffs. Wow. Think about that. 
Isn't that crazy? But here's here it is, and I can literally assess both teams in less than five words each. The Nets huh. can't play D. No. And the Knicks can't score. That's nope. it. That's all it is. And it's funny. Huh. The Knicks have the number one defense in the NBA right now. The Knicks have a number one defense. As far as point, number one defense in the NBA right now as far as points wow. scored and percentages. Yes. That's crazy. Think about that. Hmm. Yeah. That's not Craziness. Well, if you want to go ahead and, you know, talk about the return, or should I say, in his own words, the humbling return of mm. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Mm. Although he did play his ass off last night against Miami. I don't know if you watched that game, but that was a good game. Let's put it this way. The Nets got exposed by the Cleveland Cavaliers this week. Oh my gosh. What was that? By the, by the, by the very player they traded away in the fro, Jared Allen. Oh, he did it to him? Oh, yeah. He did it all to him, bro. Believe me. Damn. And, you know, how, you know, how fitting. Let me just say that. He was blocking Um, everyone's shit. Pretty much. <laughs> well, um, I didn't see the here's game. Here's the thing, as I know, but here's my thing as a Nets fan, which I guess maybe I just have to get used to. You know, with the amount of talent that this team has now, it's like the regular season is just like one, just pretty much gigantic preseason. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you know what I'm saying. You know, like I've, I've never had that before. Like where you know you just kind of have to just take a deep breath. Well, that's how it feels with new and you teams have to like say, that, for sure. Right. So it's like these guys got to figure it out. And yeah. I, I will say Kyrie had a great defensive, you know, you know, performance last night. Definitely showed some effort. And that's because of, you know, coach calling them out. But mm-hmm. it's a big adjustment for me to kind of, you know, understand that this team is going to make the playoffs regardless, especially with this talent. But, mm-hmm. you know, there are certainly some holes to fill. And yeah. I don't know if they're going to fill them uh, through through buyouts or, or whatnot, but they certainly have to make a couple of moves in order to get to the finals because yeah. no one's stopping Giannis on that roster, certainly on a DeAndre Jordan. Um, so the they got to figure out a way to guard the I know, man. The Sixers are at the top of the conference. Can you imagine that was a nice win, Sixers? Right? Um, Eastern Conference I can Finals. I can see it. I can the, see it. Go to I think games, it's baby. a bad matchup for. Yeah, but I think it's a bad matchup for us. I think we match better. Um, actually, you know what? N- now that I think about it, I think the Nets do match better against the Sixers. They don't match well at all against Milwaukee with all those bigs, Giannis, Brook Lopez. Hmm. That team's trouble. I mean, at least right now it is. But huh. I don't know, man. The Sixers and the Nets. Hmm. Whoa. Be a good, that could be a good Eastern Conference final. I I think it'd be a tremendous Eastern Conference final. Are you kidding me? Let's talk about <laughs> Steph Curry. How about yeah, right? Steph Curry <laughs> taking on the Lakers pretty much by himself the other day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after they beat the Lakers, they lose to the Knicks the next night, which I thought was yep. I know, right? That was interesting. <laughs> I think Draymond got – he, he, he got teed out, though. He got double uh, technical in that. And which was funny, the next day the NBA actually took away that technical so he wasn't getting fined. 
That's funny. Adam Silver here. That's Adam. amazing. No, but it was like oh, didn't, they, didn't Golden State win in in L.A. and then go back to home and lose to the Knicks. That that is correct. That and then, and Golden State was down by twenty at that at one point in that game with like eight minutes to go in the third quarter. So it's a new season. I love seeing like it is man. Like seeing like the Knicks and like uh, the Cavs beating teams again. You know they haven't beat anybody in like the past few years. Mm-hmm. Well, what's happening with the Nets right now, anyway, is that they're beating the good teams and losing to the bad. Mm-hmm. That's and uh, you can go ahead and say, I know. And it's just because they don't show up. And yeah. the talent that they play, you know, realizes who they're playing against and they give it their all. That's just how yeah. it always is, yep. especially in the NBA. But they also just don't play no but, defense. Um, and, like, you're playing against exactly. those, younger, those younger guys and those younger teams who are yeah. just trying to score. You can't stop them. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, man. The Nets lost back to that games against Cleveland. It was kind of hard to watch. That's sad. Especially when the guys we traded away were pretty much owning us. <laughs> yeah. Game. And, and, and Jared Allen and Torian Prince. So, mm, Torian Prince yeah. was like yelling at the top of his lungs, like all pumped up. It was embarrassing. I've never even seen this dude play before. Who, Torian Prince? Yeah. What is he, like a forward or something? Guard? Yeah, he's a small. He's a yeah, he's a three guard. Okay. But um, but he he's got he's, he's got a nice that. outside shot. Yeah. Well, he's he in the NBA, isn't up. he? Well, I mean, I just saw this I'm guy on the next shoot the ball hit the other side of the backboard. He was like, pretty I'm much. I remember away. where he went to school. I think, I think he went to Baylor. Um, Baylor. But yeah, he. I mean, he plays three and four. So. Yeah. And. Um, I mean, he's pretty solid. We've had him for a couple of seasons. He was good off the bench, but there's just no that room always, for him now. It always happens if you're always going to play. <clears throat> if you're playing against a team that just traded you away, those guys always play, like, the best game of their life. Because they're, like, they all act like they fucking, you kidding you know, me? Oh, oh, I'm not good enough or, you know, they act, you know so it's like. Oh, and, exactly. who, and, and, and who was hard and, like, I, like I've been telling a, a friend at work, I was like, the bartender, I'm like, they're playing fucking social defense, social distance defense. <laughs> yeah, terrible. You know, and that's how Harden's been playing defense. Like, he's playing COVID-free defense. He's like, I'll give everybody six feet of space, and then you, shoot, you can shoot the ball, and I'll turn around, and, you know, that's it. Like, so these guys aren't stopping nobody. Like, you're going to have to score 135 points <clears throat> to try to win yeah. a game. The other team scores 132. <laughs> See, my concern with Kevin Durant playing defense He's gonna get either one, he's gonna get hurt, or two, he's just gonna get fouled out like yeah. every single game because he's the only real big that can, you know, who has any height to contest against any of these bigs. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, it's the NBA and the season is young, so the Nets have plenty of time to figure this out. Oh, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, to guard, you know, this team, whereas mm-hmm. the Knicks, all you have to do is, you know, double team Julius Randle, and that's pretty much your strategy the entire game. I mean, the way I look oh, at I it, I will say though, like, dude, RJ Barrett looks good. I don't know if you've been watching yeah. the Knicks lately, but they're an exciting the team now. to watch, man. Are you? <laughs> I yeah. mind. But um, yeah, I haven't been able to watch um, a lot of the games yet. Yeah, man, get yourself some NBA league pass, baby. Well, no, then again, the Knicks are in your area. So. Yeah, I got MSG. It's just that I've I, been noticing. I either was busy or like it was a Wednesday night when they play, and I was at work and I missed it. But uh. It's no, so I mean, funny, like, 
I have league pass and I can't watch any Sixers games because I'm in the area. Oh and yeah, of course they're playing out. the best ball in the East right now. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well, I mean, it is what it is, but of course, but who cares? No, but I mean, honestly, with the Here's Nets, the it's like those three. If you got Harden, Durant, and Irving, and like those guys are going to put up ninety points a game, the three of them, like. One way or the other, someone's yep. gonna have over thirty. Other guys are gonna have twenty something. Yeah, you were saying that on Every the last game, podcast. Yeah. One, one of them's so gonna go like, off each game. So it's like, you tell me that the rest of your team can't score like thirty plus points, and you can't hold the team under one hundred and twenty. Like, if you can't stop a team from scoring one hundred and twenty on you now, like that's, you know, like you should be able to win a lot of games with that lineup like that because. Yeah, but here's you know, the thing: they may start and end the game like that, but. You know, as long as they keep one of those guys on the floor while everyone rests, while everybody mm-hmm. else rests, they're going to be double teaming them constantly. Yeah, and other guys got to score. They do, and that's where people like Bruce Brown and, and Reggie Perry are stepping in, and mm-hmm. um, you know TLC for sure. But uh, I don't know. The Nets got to figure out this this defense problem. It, it, they can't grab rebounds and, and I said this in the last episode too uh, they'll figure it out they've got time but uh, like I said I've got to be patient this roster is stacked I'm not used to being so spoiled so <laughs> we're getting to the playoffs I'm not concerned at all um, you know we're fourth in the conference now chances are we'll probably finish second you know what I mean if Philly stays hot like this Milwaukee is hot and cold you know how it is for them so yeah um, We'll see. We have we three Drajan Petroviches. <laughs> yeah, right? Huh. Nice. Uh, yeah. So how was your hockey experience today, Derek? Wow. Look, it, it, things happen sometimes. You, you, you make sacrifices. I, I'm going to call people. you out. You have to you have to make sacrifices sometimes to the people that you live with. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I, I'll admit, like, you buy a, I, I probably you buy never. buy a brand new TV and you christen it with a hockey game. What do you want me to say? What do you want? want? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Derek, please keep it down. Derek, please. Yeah. (laughs) Quiet, quiet. Please, I I can't even hear myself think. (laughs) No, I'll, I'll say I'll say this much. I probably only watch like one hockey game, like in my life. You know, like with real intent. The game is exciting to watch. I'll say that much. I, I could imagine watching more hockey games in the future. But, you know, it was it was interesting while I'm watching, like, you know, the, the Chiefs game on my phone. And there's a 65-inch screen in front of me, and I'm watching hockey on it. Yes, believe me. I, I was conflicted yeah. about it. I was conflicted about it, believe me. But, you know. That's tough. That's you tough. Know, you, 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 you make sacrifices for those who you choose to live with. It's, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. So I Did think Rangers even win that game. Uh, no, no. Unfortunately, oh. they lost uh, three uh, three two. That, that TV is cursed, man. You better never watch Giants games on that television. Oh, what? like 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 the like the Giants need a curse from my television to lose a few. Yeah, they're not going to win anyway. <laughs> Just like uh, yeah, let's right. be honest yeah. about that. And with that, oh. I think we should go ahead and bring this podcast to a close. I did want to just shout out, uh, you know, uh, rest in peace to Ted Thompson, the uh, general manager of the uh, 
Green Bay Packers, even though they only won one Super Bowl, he was the person that drafted Aaron Rodgers. He drafted Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he drafted Aaron Jones. You know, and it's just like he built that team through the draft, and he always was very good, or at least him and his front office were very good about finding players in the middle rounds. It wasn't only, like, top-end talent. They found, you know, maybe players that needed two or three years to get to who they were, but they found him. They found him. So, you know, rest in peace, Ted Thompson. You did a lot of great things for the Packers and the league in general. And unless anybody's got any interesting final thoughts, Anthony. Well, it's funny. You actually sent down an RIP. I have an RIP of my own. And that is, uh, you know, unfortunately, someone I never watched play the game of baseball. Um, His name um, certainly needs no introduction. And that isn't Hank. Aaron oh um, yeah pretty much oh yes um was you know uh, a very important uh person as far as you know the civil rights movement is concerned you know Babe Ruth's record was pretty much a mythical monument of pretty much white superiority and Hank pretty much tore it down when he hit 715 over that wall um so uh, a very important person in, in 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 the United States in my you know humble opinion who had a a major impact more so off the field than he did on. And uh, with that, rest in peace, Henry Allen. Excuse me. Did I just say Allen? I meant to say Hank Aaron. Here I am watching basketball and I slipped. Sorry, Hank. I hope you didn't. Henry Allen. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Cole? Anything that you want to sign off with? Yeah, I was definitely going to, uh, you know, give respects to Hank Aaron. It was definitely, obviously – one of the legends and, uh, you know, coming from the Negro leagues and playing and going out and the way he played and how he changed, uh, the record books forever, obviously. Um, but yeah, you know, this pretty much it, just everybody stay safe and get through these, uh, these Corona months. So we get to some warm weather, you know, the virus is still real. So everyone be safe and, uh, do your part. Yeah, but still, still real. But thankfully, we we uh, have our new president in office. So hopefully, the uh, vaccines are going to start rolling out a little bit more efficiently than they might have, you know, had somebody else hopefully. won that uh, won that election. But we'll see. We'll see. But uh, that was China. China did that. <laughs> China, the China. Uh, yeah, it's not pronounced China. It's China. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I want to thank you all for listening to the Third and Soul podcast. We will have a Super Bowl preview episode coming out within the next week or so for you. Just, you know, give us a little bit of time to uh, catch our breath and, uh, you know, maybe do a little bit of research, that sort of thing. But on on behalf, excuse me, on behalf of Cole and Anthony, I want to say take care, guys. Adios, amigos. Nicely.